At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. When you're a Boost member, you get free delivery, double fuel points, and lots more. Sign up at Kroger.com boost. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And my guest this hour, and I appreciate that song that they just played. Thanks very much, Craig. Speaking about my guest this hour, Exonation, Mark Nesbitt is our special guest, and Mark was a National Park Service Ranger historian for five years at Gettysburg before starting his research and writing company. Living in Gettysburg has given him a unique insider perspective from which to write his popular Ghosts of Gettysburg series. He has authored over 20 books spanning several genres, including the paranormal, history, and true crime, with a paranormal twist, of course. Uh, Mark has been seen on the History Channel, A&E, the Discovery Channel, the uh, Travel Channel, Unsolved Mysteries, regional television shows, and heard on radio shows over the many years. Joining me now is Mark Nesbitt. And Mark, welcome back to the X-Zone. Hi, thanks, Rob. Good talking to you again. Wow. You've, you're certainly a busy man, and um, I, I guess I'd like to take you down memory lane a bit for our many listeners who have joined us since you were last with us, Mark. Tell us how you got interested in the paranormal ghosts and Gettysburg. Okay, well, you know, like, I, I guess I was always interested in ghosts like everybody is. You know, when you're a little kid, you mm-hmm. watch uh, movies on TV and you get interested, but it really kind of kind of struck me when I, we started going to Gettysburg as, as tourists. My parents took me to, to Gettysburg, and I guess I was about 14 or 15, and I asked one of the cute lifeguards at the uh, swimming pool there where we were staying, you know, are there any ghosts at Gettysburg? 
and she, yeah, she had a, one or two stories, but you know, nothing really, you know, was been clicked or anything or scary sure. and everything. And it wasn't until I, I actually worked for the National Park Service there that and lived in some of the houses. I was the bachelor of the Park Service at the time, so mm-hmm. they uh, moved me around quite a bit. You know, those pretty houses out on the battlefield, the park rangers live in those. And so I moved around, and weird things started happening in those houses, which are, you know, basically where the fighting was. And um, so... Uh, I, ca- I think I casually mentioned at one time in uh, in the coffee room that I'd heard a baby crying in the National Cemetery Lodge, and my colleagues were like, "Okay, whoa, you got to stop for a second and talk to such and such, mm-hmm. and um, who lived in there before." So I talked to that person. And sure enough, they had had exactly the same experience and uh, hearing a baby crying, and it it happened that in virtually every house I lived in. There something happened, and it was it was uh, corroborated by someone who'd lived there before. So that kind of got me got me thinking, and I started basically collecting the stories, you know, just jotting them down and everything. And and that and then when I left the park service, I became a writer. And it was another eight or ten years before I got the idea to maybe go, you know, take this to a publisher. And uh, that's when the very first Ghosts of Gettysburg book. Uh, was written and came out back in 1991, I believe. So it's been out for a while now. Man, you are one smooth operator. What a pickup line. Hey, have you ever heard any good ghost stories? I've never heard that one before. Yeah, I don't know. I was about 14. I guess I probably was trying it out as a pickup line. You devil, you. Let me put it this way. It didn't work. And it still hasn't, so. <laughs> yeah, but you don't want to work now because of, uh, you know, you're married to a wonderful lady. Carol is her name. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And um, as a matter of fact, uh, it didn't work on her either. <laughs> that's not how we, that's not how we uh, uh, got married or anything. But, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, and, uh, yeah she just had a birthday the other, you're uh, kidding. The other day on the, on the 14th. Yeah, well, so. Um, belated happy birthday to Carol. That. Yeah. Oh, I will pass it on. Please well, do. Please you. do. Um, you've yeah. got, you and I have got a minute before we have to take our commercial break. And you know, when I was a kid, you know, the pickup line was, what's your sign? What's Zodiac are you? I know the, and I, I realized that you don't use that, you know, they used to use that, that saying, you know, what sign are you? And I used to get stop yeah. while you're ahead. So then I, asked, <laughs> then I changed it to, you know, what Zodiac sign are you in? You know, and, uh, who knows? Things have changed over the years, but ghosts are the constant factor in reality, in this life that we live. And when we come back from this commercial break, Mark and I will be talking about ghost hauntings and things that go bump in the night beside the lifeguard that said no. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. Mark Nesbitt is our very special guest, a good friend of the Exxon. And um, his website, www.ghostsofgettysburg.com. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. Mark Nesbitt is my guest. We'll be back on the other side of the short break. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, 
at WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. President of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good to Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs, 
songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an eight-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Nation. My guest this hour is Mark Nesbitt. His website is www.ghostsofgettysburg.com. As a ranger, uh, what were some of the typical questions you'd get about ghosts and hauntings uh, in Gettysburg? Well, we used to, I mean, working at the desk periodically, we would get someone that would come in and say, are there mm-hmm. any ghosts here at Gettysburg? In fact, it happened so often, we, we had to ask the bosses, what wow. should we say? And uh, we'd say, well, you know, we, they told us to say, there, well, there are no ghosts, no such things as ghosts, and no, no ghosts at Gettysburg. But then as soon as we told people that, we'd look around to see if there were any bosses, and mm-hmm. if there weren't, we'd be like, why? What happened? You know, we wanted to know. <laughs> so um, that's actually one of the first stories that I, that I got about Devil's Den was, was a woman that came in early in the morning and asked if there were any ghosts at Gettysburg, told me an interesting story about how she'd been out there mm-hmm. earlier in the morning and uh, all by herself. It was just when the park opened and she kind of got turned around and devil's den and got, got out of the car. It was a pretty morning. She decided to take a picture. And as she's standing there, she um, uh, felt this presence. You know, she just got a feeling. And she turned around and there was a man standing there. And he said, what you're looking for is over there. And so she turned to where he was pointing, and she says, well, wait a minute, what's you know what I'm looking for? And she turned back, and he was gone. And there was no place for him to go because Devil's Den, on top of Devil's Den, it's, it's a large area with a lot of rocks. And so he asked her, she, she, we said, you know, what did he look like? Mm-hmm. She said, well, he kind of had a, a shoulder-length hair, ragged clothes, barefoot. He looked like kind of like a bum or maybe like a hippie or something. Well, it, she didn't realize it, but she described a member of a unit called the First Texas. Texas was, they were kind of proud of the fact that they were real ragged. And hmm. she didn't know either that he was, um, that the First Texas was the Confederate unit that was credited with overrunning Devil's Den and taking Devil's Den from the Union soldiers. So, um, and, you know, basically what that was is it gave me an example of an interactive. Uh, or an intelligent haunting, because he literally acknowledged her, 
and then um, spoke to her. She heard him speak to her. So, at any rate, that was that was in one of my books, and I think it was in the first one. But it was a very interesting story. Mark, something I've been meaning to ask you all the many years that you've been on the show, and I always forget, but I wrote it down when Stephanie told me you were coming on the show. What is the authority given to a park ranger? Do they have peace officer status? Oh, yeah, we were uh, federal law enforcement officers. So be the same as... As, uh, as a member of the um, FBI. Yeah, wow. NCIS and, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, I hope But, uh, yeah... That's fascinating, you know, and I think that, I think that the members, the rangers that work for the Park Service are are unsung heroes because not only are you law enforcement officers, but you're also historians. Well, yeah, that was the best part. That was to me the best part yeah. about the job. The winters were kind of boring, you know, driving around in a in a patrol car and raising and lowering the flags and opening and closing the cemetery. But in the summertime, it was fabulous because we had. Two duty, two different duty stations each day, mm-hmm. and so maybe in the morning you would be giving uh, cemetery walks. You'd give four of those, and then in the afternoon you'd be up on Little Round Top giving, you know, twenty minute talks up there to the people, and and being basically on on the duty station answering questions the rest of the time. So that was the fun part about the job um, that I enjoyed the most. But of course, and it kind of slows up a little bit. Um, in the fall, and they mm-hmm. put us on law enforcement, and that was never as exciting to me. Well, you know, once once again, I, I really don't think that the people who have gone to national parks, whether it is a place like Gettysburg or a national park like Yosemite, really appreciate the great job that the members of the of the ranger park ranger services do. So, thank you very much for everything that you and the other members do. Oh yeah, thanks. thanks. Well, it's been a while since. Yeah. I- you know, uh, been a park ranger, but they have uh, they they keep filling the ranks, and they have uh-huh. some really really smart and 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 helpful people out there. You know, we've got a saying up here in Canada: when you're when whenever you've become a sworn in peace officer, you're always part of that family and never leaves you. Well, I yeah, there's still a, a good feeling when mm-hmm. I get it's it's always nice to go to some of these other parks when you know one of my uh, colleagues from Gettysburg, mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're, they're the superintendent or the right. chief historian or something. You know those velvet ropes that they, that uh, everybody else has to stand behind. You know we wait till the place is closed and the velvet ropes come down and I can go. <laughs> they take me on a on a special tour of the places. So that's always nice. Is the special tour different than the tour the member of the public would get? A little bit. There's some there's some uh, things that, that people don't realize that. Uh, uh, they probably don't want people to know, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're a little bit, it's a little bit different, but you know, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty, it's a neat fraternity. And I still, uh, have contacts with, with my park ranger friends from, in fact, the book that I did, uh, Civil War Ghost Trails, mm-hmm. I got to visit a couple of them. Uh, Terry Winchell, who is now the uh, chief, uh, historian at Vicksburg was, uh, took me on a absolutely fabulous, fabulous tour of uh the battlefield there and uh i asked him i said any ghosts here he says you know i haven't heard a single he's been here 15 years or so i haven't heard a single ghost story and i asked him i said okay what's what is the earth like below us what's Mm -hmm. the geology he says nothing but silt and that's you know one of the theories i have about gettysburg why it's so haunted because it has the quartz bearing uh granite 
there. And of course, quartz is a is the master crystal. You, you know what, that Mark holds that yeah. that holds the resonance, the memory. Correct. Correct. You know, I've been doing this show for twenty six years, and you're the first member of the paranormal research community that has ever mentioned that. Hmm. Wow. And it makes a lot of sense. Well, well, yeah, it does. I mean, you know, it's, it's, at first you say, wait a minute, how can a crystal, mm-hmm. how can a rock hold, you know, well. an electromagnetic or, or whatever energy? And, well, yeah, I'm sitting here in front of a computer, yep. and it's got a little piece of quartz in it, you know, uh, that's, that's, that's holding all this stuff, you know, silicon. Well, of course, silicon. and, and, so, um, and you know, you, when you were a cop, uh, a park ranger, and I was a cop, Back then, our radios had crystal channels. Sure. One sure. for transmitting and one for receiving. Watches have crystals in them. And the list goes on and on and on. So that is a perfectly, perfectly wonderful yeah, old, thing. Old crystal radio. Yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah, it's, it, it is. It really is. And so, and I think that's why Gettysburg may uh, have be so haunted or have so many, at least residual mm-hmm. hauntings, because that, that granite is everywhere i mean it's a part of the part of the buildings yep. in town so well that you know what like i said hats off for you you know bringing that to the attention of the listeners that is really a very interesting uh, point that you brought up that's what i like about people like you mark you think outside the box and you're not afraid to say what you think well sometimes it gets me in trouble but yeah <laughs> yeah you're oh right. yeah i'm a member of that club too buddy well <laughs> one day we'll exchange <laughs> war stories <laughs> Um, what did Carol think? Were, were you guy? Was she into ghosts when you first met? Actually, no. She was. Um, she was a biology major at Gettysburg mm-hmm. College, right. and then um, she was in retail, and then she got into computers. So that's about as as straight and narrow, you know, in terms of of organization yes. and. Uh, uh, if then clauses and stuff like that that you can get. So this stuff was <laughs> was pretty wild for her. But you know what? She has uh, really gotten into it and um, has uh, actually created some of the weekends that we have shared with with people uh, here in Gettysburg. Our mysterious journeys weekends, and then now uh, our haunted crime scene weekends wow. that uh, she's worked on. And uh, and her her forte as far as the paranormal is concerned is is uh, is a uh, pendulum. Really? She does fabulous pendulum work and also uh, with uh, the uh, dowsing rods. In fact, uh, she did some really good work with dowsing rods, finding graves, finding even empty graves. There's apparently still energy left. Uh, we did that at Shiloh. She right. found, uh, uh, they, they lost a bu- uh, some um, some graves there, and she thinks she may have found where some of the bodies are buried, so... Well, I know that whenever I used to deal with uh, with booking the guests, or now uh, my daughter, Stephanie, who de- does the bookings, you know, your wife is always so congenial and so professional. It's a pleasure dealing with her, and it's great having you on the show. Oh, thanks. Yeah, well, she's a sweetheart. What was it like the first time she had a paranormal experience? Well, that's a good question. I, um, I, think, what ha- I think it was kind of shocking. We mm-hmm. had one of our medium friends in right um and he walked he walked up to her we were in our building and i mean she walked up to my wife and said who's charles um and he she said uh that would be my dad who has passed 
She said, well, who's Louise? She said, well, that would be my grandmother. She said, well, they're both over there in that corner. And he's kind of smiling and laughing at you a little bit. She said, well, that makes sense. You wouldn't understand why I got into this. Wow. <laughs> you know, the, the, this, this world that you and I deal with, the paranormal, is, is a mixed match of every type of person imaginable. You have the professor, you have the researcher, you have the doctor, you have the lawyer, you have the retail salesperson, you have the... Uh, you name the lifestyle and this person is involved. And the common thread is ghosts. What goes bump in the night? Yeah. You have been doing this for a number of years. And how do you deal with the people that you've met who don't believe? And have you ever seen a skeptic turned into a believer right before your eyes? Well, yeah, as a matter of fact, but, I, you know, I'm, I am a skeptic. I mean, I'm still a skeptic. I'm, it's getting harder and harder to, mm-hmm. to remain that way, but I'm more, I'm more uh, I want to know what this is. I'm looking at this kind of a, as an intellectual exercise. Now, it get, kind of gets thrown out the window when you, you know, you, you walk into a, a building and you see something there, or you hear a story that, that uh, something was following you out this building when, right. you know, like I did a couple of weeks ago, Ooh. somebody told me that they saw somebody follow me out. Nobody was following me. So, listen, you and I have to take our news break, Mark. Always great talking to you. Um, Exonation, a great guy that we've had the pleasure of having on the show over the years. His name is Mark Nesbitt. His website is Ghosts of Gettysburg. Dot com. That's www.ghostofgettysburg.com. And uh, later on, we're going to be telling you how you can actually meet up with Mark, take one of his tours. It'll be something that you will always remember in a good way, Exxon Nation, in a good way. So once again, Mark Nesbitt is our guest, and Mark and I will be back on the other side of the news as we continue broadcasting from our broadcast center here in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss Shamanic Counselor and Indigenously Trained Dream Decoder Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influenced her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, StarwalkerVisions.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, 
at WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Mnemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Mnemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Get away from that office desk. Come on, grab that person next to you. Not him, I meant her. There you go. Are you getting in the mood? Is Patrick Swayze there? Whoopi Goldberg? Oh, come on, guys. Use your imaginations. You're so good at it, usually. Hey, hey, hey. Not so close. This is a school gym, don't forget. All right, enough going down memory lane. Explanation, uh, Mark Nesbitt is our special guest this hour. And of course, that was uh, Unchained Melody by the Righteous Brothers, the song from that wonderful movie with uh, Patrick Swayze and uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Ghost. If you'd like more information on Mark, his website is www.ghostsofgettysburg.com. Mark, always a great pleasure having you with us in-house. Um, like, you know, you're still doing tours, right? And people can contact you and... 
Let's say let's say somebody is visiting the United States and they've got 14 buses filled with avid and eager tourists who'd like to get a the best best ghost tour of Gettysburg. How do they contact you? Well, the best way to do it is either probably with 14 buses you might want to <laughs> you might want to contact us ahead of time. And uh but uh yeah, we just give us a phone call at the uh, number that's on the uh website, website yeah. and which is ghostsofgettysburg.com. And also, I mean, you you can make actually individuals can make reservations right there. There's a little calendar and they mm-hmm. just click a couple of buttons and and uh they make reservations. And uh, we, we're running seven nights a week now. My goodness. Uh, this time, all the way until um, uh, in the end of the fall, obviously through October and uh, uh, up until uh, uh, Thanksgiving. So we're we're going full tilt now. It's, it's, uh, we're not fooling around anymore. boy, you, you give them heck. Listen, when is, uh, is, is Gettysburg more active when it comes to paranormal at certain times of the year? Well, that's a good question, and I, you know, it's hard to answer because the anniversary of the battle, which is when you would think it would be very, very active yeah. paranormally, is also the Fourth of July weekend. The battle mm. was fought July first, second, and third, eighteen sixty-three. So there are a lot more people in Gettysburg to witness anything, you know. So it's it's the old story. I mean, you know, would would there be as as much is, is there as much activity in the winter time? Mm-hmm. Uh, but nobody there to see it, nobody there to report it. Um, I mean, they could, the ghost could be having a party in December, and we'd never know it. But it's, we definitely have a lot of activity over the 4th of July weekend. And um, and it doesn't seem to uh, matter whether it's night or day. A lot of people want to go out on the battlefield at night. It's illegal to go out after 10 o'clock, but you don't need to. That's what people don't understand. I mean, that, that half half the over one thousand stories that I that I have collected for the books um, happen during the day. Wow! So it's a, a very interesting phenomenon. That I mean, there's no rule book for the ghosts. It says right. oh, you can't go out unless it's night. You know, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. So um, it's a uh, it, it, it's hard to say what time of year is uh, the, the most active, I would imagine, around the battle time, battle anniversary. Mark, why is it illegal to go out onto the, uh, into the park at night? Is it for insurance purposes? Well, yeah, because of the uh, damage that could be done. I mean, one person, you know, with all that, we have 2,000 monuments out wow. there, and they're all made out of stone or, or bronze. Mm-hmm. You know, one, one moron with a uh, ball-peen hammer oh, yeah. could do hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of damage before anybody could get to them. So um, it's, uh, that's, that's the biggest thing, vandalism. Well, and, and it and, happens. We've got vandals, vandals out there. What has been your most significant ghost story that you yourself personally, Mark Nesbitt, has had at Gettysburg? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I, I was um, on the board of directors of an organization that bought a historic farm called the Daniel Lady Farm in uh, on, the, on the Confederate side of the battlefield and it, it was used as a hospital and um, there were there are blood stains from the battle that were in the front room because it was used as the operating room My goodness. and I got a call one day from uh, one of the uh, from the caretaker and he said Mark if you want to see the paranormal experience before your eyes come on out 
who could pass that up, right? Yeah. So, so I throw the gear in the car and I zoom out there and uh, get out. I'm wondering, you know, am I going to open the door and stuff's going to fly out at me or something or what? But he met me at the door and he said, come on in. And we walked into, and I started my, my video camera, and we walked into the um, uh, operating, what was the operating surgery room. And uh, he said, this was all cleaned up before, and this just appeared this morning. And I walked over to the, to the right before, in front of the, in the middle of the room, and there on the floor were long streaks of a rust-colored liquid with kind of like a clear um, serum on the outsides and drops of this rust-colored liquid that were already starting to crystallize. And I'm looking at this and videotaping it, and I'm like, what? And I'm looking at the ceiling. I said, what, what is this? Did something a pipe break or something? He said, it just appeared. I said, well, okay. And so I took, um, I got a uh, uh, yardstick, and I took some pictures, because they, mm -hmm. they were about four or five feet long, uh, three or four of them. So I said, do you have a, a tissue? Maybe I can get a sample of this. He said, sure. So I collected a sample, and I, yeah, I was there about 20 minutes, half an hour. I said, hey, my work here is done. I, I don't know what to say. He said, well, I, I don't know what's going to, I don't know how to clean this up, or, but I got to get out of here. I got to go out to the fields now and work out in the fields. I said, okay. So he left, and I left the place. About two hours later, I got a phone call from him, and it was just a couple of words. He said, it's gone. I said, what? He said, it's gone. It's disappeared. I said, what? I said, so I jumped back in the car. I zipped out there, walked in, and he said, if you um, smell a little something on my breath, he said, I came in here. I looked at this. It was gone. I had to take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm okay. More power to you. So I have the video going, and mm -hmm. we walked into the room right where this rust-colored liquid was. I'm videotaping, and he squats down. He says, it was right here, and he's running his hand where it was. He yeah. says, right here, right? I said, yeah. He says, what the heck? And he picks up his hand. There's dust on his fingers. I'm like, how could that be? And so he said, I, I, I don't understand. And Carol was there. She said, what about the samples? Mm -hmm. And so she ran out of the car, and the samples were intact. The original disappeared samples were intact. Wow. Now, the organization that I belonged to, that owned the place is pretty mm -hmm. well connected. So they sent the samples out to find out what the liquid was. And about three weeks later, the report came back. The, the, the liquid, the rust colored liquid was blood. The species was human. Unbelievable. All that liquid was human blood and it disappeared. And now you can, you can go out there to this day and see blood stains from the battle that it's been 150 years and no one's been able to get them out of that wood and that stuff just vanished. So here you have samples that you took from that living room that were, that were still secure after the, after the evidence on the floor had vanished. Correct. Wow. Yeah. Cause I, I it has something to do with the room. I mean, we removed the samples, and they were intact, but the um, the blood that was in the room vanished. It just and and I mean, you know, he he was amazed. He said it was right here, and he's got he's got a little bit of uh, dust on his fingers. So I know he didn't clean it up because you know obviously there would have been no dust there. That's He'd right. Have mopped it up or something. That's right.
Unbelievable. Yeah, it was, a, it was really a freaky thing, really. One of the weirdest things that's happened to me. What about uh, the, some of the people that you've taken on tours? Have they come to you with stories that you hadn't heard before or, or witnessing something that you've been able to validate? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had. In fact, uh, we had a, a group that was going past a place that is now an, an ice cream store, but it was there at the time, not the ice cream store. The building was there mm-hmm. at the time of the battle. And um, they saw some activity inside. The place was closed. It was after five. So it was closed. Um, and they sent some kids over, and the kids came back, and the kids said, there's some soldiers in there. And they're like, what? And the kids were ice cold when the kids came back. It was a hot August night. Right. Another group came by and stopped, and they were looking, and they saw the same thing. They saw one soldier leaning up against another guy acting like he was eating. No table, but he was sitting there like he was eating. So that's actually two groups, probably 40 or 50 people that were witnessing this going on inside this building. And finally, it was like, you know, this is a paranormal happening, but we got to get back. We got to end this tour. So they left. But that and and the people on the tours have had weird, weird smells. You know, they smell like rotten eggs, yeah, sulfur, mm-hmm. which is actually the smell of black powder that, you, you know, gunpowder, you don't smell too much anymore. Yeah, yeah. gunpowder. And perfume, old-fashioned perfume they'll smell, which is what the women used in their handkerchiefs to keep the decomp from making them pass out. Yeah. But um, they still have experiences. What about the tours. what about the restaurants, the hotels, the pubs, the bars? I have stories from virtually all of them. Really? Yeah, that, that yeah that uh, people have seen things or or things have happened in the hotels. One of the hotels, which is out near Camp Letterman, used where that used to be, which is the main. Uh, camp for the wounded, recovering wounded. Um, they built a hotel on it, and people have had door drawers open in the middle of the night. Uh, things fly off their shelves and things like that. So, just your typical weekend in Gettysburg. Yeah, you know? typical weekend. Yeah, uh, stuff fly around the room. And <laughs> why do you Why do you believe, based on your many years in Gettysburg, as not only a a park ranger, but as as one of the most prominent uh, people in Gettysburg when it comes to ghosts and hauntings and things that go bump in the night. Why do you believe, Mark, these spirits, these ghosts remain? Well, um, you kind of have all the things that uh, produce ghosts there. I mean, a sudden death, mm-hmm. a youthful death. Um, the, the, the men were... Uh, buried in unconsecrated graves there they were they felt guilty many times killing their fellow man their countrymen uh, yes. so all that combined you basically have the perfect storm that would uh, create ghosts and that all happened at gettysburg i mean there, there are also scientific reasons that they could be too mm-hmm. because of the the electromagnetism being given off when when people die and when bones are broken so there are a lot of reasons why um, uh, Gettysburg holds on to its, its its spirits. And like you were saying, I would imagine that the the quartz also plays a big factor in this. Well, yeah, when you're talking about the, the, the burst of energy that, that mm-hmm. has been scientifically proven that we give off when we die, the piezoelectricity when bones are shattered, like when a bullet hits them, that, has, that just flashes out. 
And when you when you have fifty one thousand casualties, wow. you know it's just happening over and over. That's like one every every two seconds for the twenty four hours. I mean, they fought three days, but they only fought twenty four hours for that amount of time. That is a that's a lot of energy being released. And if it if indeed it's captured by the courts, the question is, what are the conditions that occur to have it release this energy again? And that's why we see or hear. Hey, Mark, Mark, we've got to take our final break. Please stand by. Exonation, Mark Nesbitt is our special guest. All right, you've got the pencil and paper ready? Ghostsofgettysburg.com. We'll be back. Don't go away. Hi, everyone. Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on Internet streaming. Everybody has heard about Internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the Internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. 
Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. That would have been a pickup song, Mark. Yeah, now you guys are really playing the song. My songs here, yeah. spooky and. <laughs> you know, you great. know, Mark. For a while, I guess about two years, <laughs> we just uh, the one of our so-called geniuses here, who's not with us anymore, said you guys should get away from the music. You know, play the play the commercial bumpers. Da 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 da. I figured, all right. Well. We started getting emails about six months ago from people saying, get the music back, get the music back, get the oh, music yeah. back. So the other, last week or the week before, I, I put out a call, whoever wants the music back, send me an email. Well, I think it was over nearly 33,000 emails that we received within eight oh. hours wanting the music back. That's so great. the music yeah. is back. And so are you, Mark. It's always great having you with us. One of the questions that I get asked whether it be about Gettysburg, whether it be about uh, Waverly Hills. But let's talk about Gettysburg in this question. Has anyone on a tour ever been assaulted by a ghost? Uh, not that I know of. Um, and I would have heard about it because, uh, you know, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm still corrected with the tours and sure. everything. No, I, 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 you know, I'm, we, you know, we, our stories are not, um, set up like that. And, you know, we're not, um, it, it just, uh, all the stories I've gotten are not, there, there's no violence that occurs to, mm-hmm. to, uh, our regular, uh, modern day visitors. Uh, there, I mean, there's scary stories and there's things that happen on tours that are scary. Right. I'm trying to think if there's any, any incidents in the, uh, books where someone, the only one I, 
I can think of didn't happen at Gettysburg. It happened down in, in uh, Fort McHenry here in Baltimore. Oh, yeah. That's where the Star-Spangled Banner was written. Exactly, yeah. yeah. A friend of mine was a uh, was a, uh, an artist, and he was um, taking a tour. He was going to do a painting of, of the bombardment of Fort mm-hmm. McHenry. And another friend of mine was actually the park ranger that was with him, and, and, and he was taking him down into the down some stairs and someone stopped the park ranger to ask him some questions. And my artist friend, he said, I got down to the bottom stair and he said, it felt like somebody hit me in the head with a two by four. I said, are you kidding? He said, no. I said, I went down on my hands and knees and the ranger came running down and picked him up. He he thought he'd fallen. He said, you all right? He says, where's the, he's looking around. Where's the piece of wood that fell out of the ceiling that hit me? And the park ranger kind of got a sheepish look on his face. He says, well, that's, that's our ghost. So he actually admitted it. He said, we, he's kind of nasty. And uh, they don't have a lot of information on him because uh, no one was really killed in the bombardment there except for after the bombardment and there was a, a gun exploded. Right. Um, but a lot of guys were executed there. Um, and, and it was a prison uh, for, um, uh, I believe, um, a while. And so... You know that uh, that you know that may be one of the disgruntled spirits that seems to dislike people there. You know, there's a lot of, but not on Gettysburg, not on Gettysburg. Yeah. And you were saying fifty-two thousand people died in what was it uh, a three-day period equaling twenty-four hours? Well, is it fifty-one thousand casualties, which okay. is killed, wounded, and missing? About six to eight thousand left dead on the battlefield oh after three days of battle, but they didn't fight straight through for three days. They, you know, it was broken up and, and, but total, it was about 24 hours of fighting. And actually when you, when you do some simple division, that, that comes down to about one guy getting hit every two seconds for 24 hours. So, I mean, while they were fighting, so My that gosh. was, that, it was a pretty horrific event in anybody's life. And, and you would, afterwards you would, probably felt pretty lucky to get away. Are there other national parks or battlegrounds in the United States that have the same amount of paranormal activity that Gettysburg does? Well, like I said, I did the book Civil War Ghost Trail, so I got a chance to see all the major battlefields Mm -hmm. of the war. Many of them do, not quite as much, but of course I've been around Gettysburg a lot longer. And it seems like Fredericksburg in Virginia has quite a few because uh, we did we uh, did tours there, and um, but they they have the reason they probably have so many more uh, ghost stories is because there were four major battles right in that area, and all the battles sent their wounded uh, back to Fredericksburg to to recuperate and recover both Union and Confederate. So you had. Um, uh, quite a quite a bit of, of act, some of the worst activity in the war, but um, so I'm going to say that Fredericksburg was probably second, in, at least in my estimation of, of collecting the numbers of ghost stories. So, um, but all the all the battlefields seem to have their own uh, selection of ghost stories. I even found some for Vicksburg, even though Terry didn't recall any for the battlefield. I had some people, who, uh, friends of mine, who had had experiences on the battlefield that uh, Terry apparently wasn't aware of. And then, of course, in the town of Vicksburg, there are um, ghost stories, too. Has there ever been a time when a ghost from the past has tried to communicate with a member of the public in Gettysburg? 
Um, unsolicited? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, we, in fact, it's interesting because I did a, uh, a story on, on a, on a building in Gettysburg is on the corner of one of the streets near the college. And, and it, it the, the owner, uh, rents it out to female, uh, college students. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it did, did 20 years ago. Well, just as recently, uh, this past, um, spring, this past fall, we got a phone call from one of the women that was living there. And she said, weird things are happening. Can you, do you mind coming over and taking a look? So we did a mini investigation and apparently, uh, first of all, they were, they were heard knocking. So that it indicates that they were, somebody was trying to communicate with them. And the weirdest thing is they heard someone, all of them heard someone fall down the stairs and they actually went out and looked to see if, hmm. if any one of the, the girls had fallen down the stairs. Well, no one had fallen down the stairs, but I collected a story 20 years ago from these women say they said everybody heard someone fall down the stairs. Now, whether that's trying to communicate or not, I don't know, but it certainly is not a pleasant thing. And it happens, you know, it seems to happen. It's recurring. But I think the knocking on the, on the door, I think, mm-hmm. or the room, I think is a, is a um, attempt to communicate. And of course, I have a lot of that in, in some of the other stories in Gettysburg as well. How do we how do we rationalize that a spirit can't be seen? It's translucent, apparently has no mass or volume. How can it make a noise? That's a good question. Um, I I don't know. You know, because ghosts are supposed to be able to go through, mm-hmm. uh, you know, walls. Right. But you know, they're also able to move things, apparently. And so there, there may be some, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but an unknown force, mm-hmm. something we're not aware of yet, that can be used. I, I have, it, it's probably similar to something electromagnetic because we can detect uh, entities or weird, you know, anomalies using electromagnetic field meters. But it may also be some kind of energy that sets off the meters that's, that's, that's associated with electromagnetic, you know, that isn't really electromagnetic and maybe, you know, the old fashioned spirit mm-hmm. energy. Um, but you know, it, we do know that they can move things and that the energy can be, is palpable. It can be stored, uh, in things. That's why you can get uh, psychometry right going or why Carol gets the, uh, the rods get the crossing when she gets over a, uh, uh, an area that once held a body. So, but yeah, that's a good question, Rob. I, I don't know why, how, why we can hear knocking, but maybe it's associated with that. What projects do you have in the works, my friend? Well, let's see. Geez, this weekend we're going out to my old hometown, Lorain, Ohio. And um, we're actually going to do an investigation of the hospital, which is now closed, the old hospital where I was born. Oh wow! And had some uh, had some uh, relatives die in that hospital as well. So we're going to be out there for that. Also coming up, we have um, our weekends that we've, we're, we're putting together uh, with the Double Day Inn at Gettysburg. November November third and fifth is a kind of a scavenger hunt and ghost investigation. We're doing that with the Double Day Inn, and then in April. We're doing our haunted crime scenes uh, taken from the book by, by Catherine Ramsland and myself, 
where we have a, a crime that, that has produced a haunting, and then we use paranormal means to add to the body Ooh. of, of, of um, uh, detection, of, of, invest, of, of uh, knowledge that we have about the crime. So that's kind of fun. Those are always fun. Of course, Sounds we always like have our tours going. Hey, listen, that's Mark. Amazing. Uh, quickly let our listeners know how they can contact you, my friend, because we're nearly out of time. Once again, ghostsofgettysburg.com. Mark, take care of yourself, and once again, happy birthday to Carol. I will pass it on. Thank you, Rob. You take care of yourself, my friend. Exonation, our guest this hour has been Mark Nesbitt. Once again, www.ghostsofgettysburg.com. I'll be back on the other side of this break with the news as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Mm-hmm.